I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the On The Box podcast, the TV show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. And I am your host, Gags Tandon, bringing you this show weekly so far. Weekly, that is a big change for this show. It was very haphazard. So we are bringing you as much television coverage as we can because, it, you know, we all love it. We all love it. And joining me once again on this show is the newly crowned... AI Legends podcast host, Mr. Joe Connors. How you doing, Joe? Hey, I'm good, Gags. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Are you enjoying your new hosting gig? Oh, I love it. It's actually one of my favorite pods because it's every any sport and anybody can participate. I'm a big fan. Yeah, good man. Good man. I see you're planning another one. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, and man. Yes, and also we have a debutante on the show, Mr. Simon Dowling. How are you doing, Si? How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on my first ever pod. So oh my God, yeah, and uh, we, we exciting. have a, another another Irish, another one. Yeah, <laughs> can't get <laughs> away from you, like, very slowly yeah, taking over. Well, another think, time. Uh, Dave will argue that. Well, how can you take over? You've already got it. You know. <laughs> so, so yeah, pretty much. Uh, we got we got Downey now as well. Jesus, you know. It's <laughs> let's see how you do. You got some big footsteps to follow in, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a brand new show that came out only last month. In fact, it's not even been a month, has it? No. No, it's not this even year, been isn't a it? month. It's no. I think it was December. Or it came it out. Out? It came out in December, yeah. late December. So, um, just some yeah. of us, obviously, uh, we all just only got to it this year. So we've only watched it in the last few weeks. Um, my memory is like a sieve. So I am going to be relying totally on. Joseph and Simon here today, Brilliant. and just <laughs> picking their brains a little bit, <laughs> coming up with what I know and what I've seen. But um, this show that we're going to be talking about is The OA, and it's a little bit different, this one. It actually cannot be put into genre. I don't know if you agree with this, guys, and uh, as you know, listeners, uh, with the new format, we do talk, we do spoil in this show now. It's a pure spoiler show, but obviously the first 10 minutes of show so, or so, we just talk about... Uh, a few things around it, the genres and what it's like and stuff like that. Without, so if you want to just bear with us for the first 10 minutes or so, see if you like it and then go away and want to watch it and binge on it, feel free to. So personally, I don't think you can put a genre to it because 
it covers so many. Simon, you're new. Do you yeah. agree with that? That thought, and I, and I know we haven't put this in the agenda, but I just thought about yeah. it while I was thinking, like, what the hell is this show? Is there anything, yeah, I, anything like it anywhere? I think it's very like Stranger Things, actually. I don't. I think there's a lot of parallel between the two. I don't want to spoil it, but there's just the fact that it's based in a small town about boys kind of coming of age. There's a, there's a, like the things with like the bikes and just the, it has that kind of a feel to it, even though it's in a one way they're nothing alike, but I think there is a, a strange, not to make a bad pun, but like a link with them. Apart from that, I don't really know if it's like anything else that I've seen before, and I would find it hard to pick a genre that it's actually in. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to put it in a box. I think it does span a lot of different things but that's the only show that i can think of that it's even anything like really which i've ever watched joey what about you i mean science fiction drama what else is it there's loads of things that this can go into you know um, it's mystery yeah there's it is it's, it's it's actually all those and the funny thing is, is the stranger things I could, I could see that especially with the nosebleeds and 11 and oa but the actually the first thing that I thought of was was a movie was the Life of Pi, oh. the boy on the boat with the yeah, oh yeah the boy, actually yeah remember when he was on the boat with the yeah. animals did he really visit the island of gophers there was a lot of stuff the story about the tiger and the coping mechanism uh, there was a lot of stuff that really tied in with the two of those that's the first thing I thought of I, I love that movie but like TV show wise nah it didn't really I can't think of one show that was actually really like that which is probably why I loved it so much. Yeah, I couldn't find anything that was similar to it. It was different. It was weird. There was bits and pieces, like you just said, Stranger Things here and there. But I never viewed it that way. Maybe, you know what? We all watch TV in different ways. So, like, we we talked about this in Stranger Things, didn't we, uh, Joey? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see the Stranger Things element, like you said about the lads and stuff. But I thought it was totally different to that because those were a group of friends. These were a bunch of strangers, Brought together, exactly. You know, I, yeah, I, I true, don't, yeah. do you get what I mean? I don't see that. I see what you're saying about the biking yeah. afterwards, but the premise wasn't anywhere near that. And also, the focus is nowhere near on. Oh no, yeah. Uh, the focus is a is a story, a, a replay, a, 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 what do you call it? A flashback, pretty much. Yeah. You know, the whole thing's a flashback, and we'll get to that in a bit. But like, like I said, uh, if you're going to watch this show, guys, it's totally different. It's um, it, it does develop very quick. You are intrigued by it because of just the the the, the initial plot, which we're going to go to in about uh, in the next ten fifteen minutes. We'll get to that. But um, I was just having a look at the reviews online for this, and um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it, I think, a seventy two percent. You know, something like the Night Manager, which I haven't watched yet, has got ninety two percent. By the way, <laughs> Nashville's got eighty six percent. So you can see the differences in what people have given it. Um, there's yeah. also there's also um, on IMDb, it's got an eight out of ten, which which is healthy with over twenty two yeah, with good. over with over twenty two thousand votes. By the way, so that's wow. huge. That means it shows right, you how, yeah. how many people have watched this. Um, Metacritic gave it sixty one percent, three stars. That's not so good, but um, you know, I think I think IMDb. I don't know what to trust really. I don't want to trust, and I don't think there's any ratings. There's not any rating stuff out for it yet because it's only been three or four weeks. 
So it's it's going to be difficult to get any stats on that from Netflix because you could do on Stranger Things because about six seven months afterwards we did the pod, didn't we? So uh, you yeah. had to throw a stats in there, didn't you? I did, I did. I want to, I want to keep the field going of we covering every single angle that we can and reviews that we can. A lot of people came out of this show watching it in the end, and there's loads of tweets and loads of articles saying. What the fuck was that? And we're going to get there. But, but I'm just trying to build it for the, the listener that if you haven't seen this and you're, and, you, and you're listening to this because you either like the show or you like some of us that are on the show and you just want to listen, it, at the end, you do get the big what the fuck was that? And it's, it's a massive what the fuck is that? So it actually is intriguing. Go and give it a watch if you haven't. Come back and listen to the rest of the show. Right, let's go on to some of these performances then. Unless unless you want to cover these at the same time as we go through the show. Totally up to you. Unless you want to get get the get the acting out of the way and then just do the story and the ending, we can do that as well, guys. Shall we shall we do Yeah, this? let's do with that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah, I think that's good. Get the performance out of the way, yeah? Yeah. So obviously yeah. one main star. Uh well, there's plenty of there's plenty of big performances, but the main one is 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 Britt Marling. Obviously, yeah. she's written it, she's produced it, I think, as well, and she's yeah. <laughs> acted in it. Yeah, she and um, she seems to work a lot with Zal. Uh, I, I don't know how to say. I can't pronounce his name either. Batman. Batman Julie. Batman Julie is it? I think it is. Yeah. Right, Zal Batman Julie. Now this guy, he directs basically everything she's in, helps write mm-hmm. everything yeah. she's in, co-writes it, co-produces it, maybe, and also. He also directed two episodes of a show that I really like, The Wayward Pines. Last year, the first, oh, the yeah. first seasons, the first season, I really like that. So, yeah, he comes with, um, he's, 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 well, we now know he's a very good director because he just fucking directed this show. So, because <laughs> this, this, this type of thing can make and break you, can't it? This type of show. Oh, so, yeah. Britt Marlin, guys, um, Joey, let's go to you this time first. What did you, what did you make of her, her, her and her character, Prairie Johnson? One of the better acting performances I've actually seen in a while. It's hard to play being blind and then not being blind in the same season in eight episodes. Whatever you think of the ending, and I know we'll get to that, she plays it perfectly because she leaves everybody guessing. I, I just thought she was flawless. I mean, everything from start to beginning, she was so good. But one person I do want to pick out, and he's been in a lot of stuff recently, but you notice him in everything, which is a sign of a good actor, is Riz Ahmed. He is so good as Elias, as the FBI. He's um, only in I it for half like a, a season as well, so and he, half he's a season. Mark. He's, he's, he's what you call a scene stealer. He's just so good. But yeah, no, I thought the acting overall, um, who, uh, who plays Hap? Uh, Jason Isaacs? Yeah. I think it's Jason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's ex, he's really, really good too. And you see him in a lot of stuff. His face is in like 10,000 movies, but you never know his name. No, you don't. It's not, it's not a person that you, it's someone you recognize by face, not by name. So if someone says to you, Jason Isaacs, Someone like Rory will probably fucking know him, right? But everybody <laughs> yeah, else, everybody else is just like, who? And then you see his face. Oh, you yeah, like in, that you, guy, yeah. You were in Harry Potter, you know, like, and, 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 and like people were like, was he? And then you go, yeah, he was. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird that there's, he has one of those faces. Like I was watching this show and thinking, I've seen you before somewhere. I, I know you, but yeah, he was, he played, I think the negative role you can say in this. There were shades. There were shades in this, but I, I think he's the he's the negative role in this show to a T. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Sai, 
you yeah, want to talk about? To, um, yeah. You can talk about either of them, Brit, uh, J- uh, Jason, or any others. She was absolutely fantastic in her role, and I think um, I remember kind of hearing about her. She when she first became an actor, she was being cast in a lot of roles that she didn't like. So she basically went, "Look, I'm just going to make my own films and write my own things, and what better person to kind of act out them." than her so she like there's just a lot of depth you know like he she really just gets into the character of um of the oa and she's just i mean the mentioning that thing about being blind and then not being blind i mean she just has it then perfect and hop as well i mean i felt like i could tr- i could just trust him with everything but then there's these other things about him you know he really has that then perfect Riz as well. He's a phenomenal actor. He just really comes to life and he's uh, fantastic. Um, I actually thought pretty much everybody was Patrick, cast Patrick, very Patrick, well. Um, Patrick Gibson, I think people need to talk about because it was Steve, Steve Winchell. Steve. Oh, yeah. Because he, he plays a maniacal character so well. You, yeah, you, you does, feel sorry yeah. for him. You, you hate him sometimes. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes you absolutely just want to, you know, give him a hug. But it just, yeah. it's just, he played it to it again. Like we could say, he played it so well, that fucking mental young lad, you know, yeah. that, 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 that yeah. just gets himself in trouble all the fucking time. <laughs> you actually yeah, know like in a typical American team is what he reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. what it was. It reminded me of yourself when you were younger, didn't he? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Used to be an asshole, pick on people. <laughs> he actually, um, in a really weird way, he reminds me of Pinkman from from Breaking Bad. I don't know why. Just that he's just a bit of a prick at first, but he's really he has. Then he kind of comes to life. You know, he becomes a little bit more in tune with his kind of inner person and. I don't know. I'm not sure if, if if anyone else thought that, but I just thought he reminded me of Pinkman a little bit. If you guys have seen Breaking I've, Bad, I've, I've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, Pinkman. I don't know. Isn't he? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But a little no, bit. Everybody, everybody watches it in different ways. I didn't. I yeah. I saw him like Joey did the the bully, the young bully yeah. gets in trouble all the time. Needed some focus. Needed some um, direction. And you know what? That's something that might just become a major little storyline at the end when we talk about the ending and stuff, about focus mm-hmm. and about direction and what these people needed. But um, apart from those, did you find anybody else? I thought I thought the teacher, I can't remember her name, um, Elizabeth? Um, Betty? Yeah. Betty? Mm. Betty Broderick Allen. Yeah. yeah. BBA. Yes. BBA. She was called, yeah. Yeah, BBA, that's right. Yeah, Phyllis, Phyllis Smith it is. Um, From the American office. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. she yeah, was. She was I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was yeah. excellent as well. There was, um, you know, many performances. The parents did so well as well in this. Mm-hmm. You know, they. Yeah. You might have recognised Abel from The Walking Dead. Yeah, man, but he just yeah. didn't get to <laughs> didn't get to display too much in this show. Unfortunately, no. not too much. Just a little, a few little good scenes here and there. You know, with Brit, but that's it. Otherwise, apart from that, he didn't really get to show some of his skills off, I don't think. But, yeah, yeah. but well, one of the major parts, you know, like what I liked about the direction was how they, they put you into the scene at times, like um, when she comes home or when she meets her mom and, she, you know, she sees her face, kind of recognises the voice, but then has to put her hand on her face 
Yeah. You know, the feel. It's, you know, when yeah. you're blind, your sensor, your sensory is all, um, kind of, kind of, you know, touch, feel. Uh, it's all the other senses that, that make you feel like, you know, you're at home. And like when she goes home, she digs her toes into the carpet. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, you could feel, you could kind of get across that, you know, she's, she's, she's just acclimatizing herself back into where she was. Because she can't, it's, she doesn't know it because it's all light, there's color everywhere. It's, it's, she's never seen it like that, you know? It's weird. Yeah. Imagine it though in your own head. You go back home after being blind, you don't recognize it. So everything you do is going to be sensory. Wow. It's just, it's just, see, those, that's the type of things that hit me is that you put yourself in the position of that character and you see and you go, yeah, I am putting myself in that character, able to feel it because it's directed that way. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think yeah, it yeah. brings, it brings that rush of emotion back. You know, yeah. she steps on the floor. You, you just you can you could almost feel like you still can almost feel that being away for that long. What happened to her? That, that's that's pretty amazing. And then she steps on that rug and it's like, okay, I feel safe here. Bang, that's it. And Zal brings that across well, the director. So and the writing, obviously. So yeah, they they did well. So Brit's gonna get a lot of uh, praise in this show, isn't she? Because she she, yeah. she wrote <laughs> oh, yeah. most of this. As well. So okay, so those are the there's, performances. Anything else? There's one other small thing now. I don't know if anyone will know, but the actor who played the character Rachel is actually she's a a woman by the name of Sharon Van Vetten. Yeah, she's quite a well-known musician. Yeah, so that's just a little... I think that was her first time ever ever acting. So that was pretty impressive, I thought. Oh, wow. But uh, that's just a little, yeah. Yeah. That's why she had that amazing voice as well. (laughs) You know? I think that was actually her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was definitely her. It was great. Yeah. So they, they, they... It was a bit of a coup getting Riz as well for this, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes, very and, much and I so. think I think people uh, before we go into tell the story if you're thinking whether you should invest in this or not I've read something that there is going to be a series 2. So mm. that's and it looks like Riz might just be getting, you know, mm. it, it might just have a big part in it. So that that does make you want to watch, right? So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you know he was being shady, and there's a lot more to that character. And we're gonna oh, go, yeah. we're gonna go there right now. So basically, um, guys, if you're listening to this and you have enjoyed it so far, uh, apologies. It's now gonna become spoiler central. So you might want to take your leave now, or forever hold your peace for a spoiling an absolutely fantastic show for you. So yeah, right. Let's move on to this. So we're gonna kick off with Simon because what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through kind of like episodes. Uh, feet at a time, uh, a switch between the guys, and who, who are going to try and get through this as fast as possible because we want to move on to the ending, which is which is what we want to really talk about. But um, feel free to talk about your favourite scenes as well, guys, in this in these bits, um, and uh, we can even have a discussion about those bits. So, so Joey, feel free to come in at any point. Okay. Side. Okay. The floor is yeah. yours, my friend. Okay. So it opens up with a, this with this sort of home film of a blind woman jumping off a bridge um, and then she gets to the hospital and we see these two people, Nancy and Abel, and they watch the video online. They come along to the hospital and it turns out that they're her parents. She's a woman by the name of Prairie and she's been missing for seven years. Before she went missing, she was blind and now she's not blind anymore. 
and we have no idea why. Um, then she starts talking to the FBI agents and she seems very, she's not really revealing much about where she's been or what happened to her. Um, and she just doesn't really want to talk about it. And then she meets a, um, a boy by the name of Steve. He's about 18. Um, he's in this kind of abandoned house. He seems like a bit of a prick. He's dealing drugs to other kids in his school. Um, then kind of see like an overview of a few other people. Um, and then he sends his dog to attack Prairie and she bites it, which is just, you're just like, what the hell is Does happening here? Does she bite here? it or does she whisper I things in his ear? Because I thought he was... bit it. Oh, okay. Yeah, she goes to bite it and then whisper and something then she in his ear. Something. Okay. And, and, and that is never explained, right, guys? No, it's because that really is one weird. of the mysterious parts <laughs> of the show that we don't get to see anything follow up of that, do we, afterwards? No, they don't really no. talk about it at all. Because it's just I like, kind of, funny how that's the, where it's funny I kind of thought. Goes to, yeah, it's funny how the dog goes to follow her home, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of like she's got some powers, right, at that point. And that's where we kind yeah. of. You kind of, as for the first episode, you kind of get, I want to watch this now. You know, yeah. I'm, you've got my attention. You know, that, that's like, Who is this person? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, so go on. No, that's fine. So then Steve then uh, bangs on her window and he wants to make a deal with her a la strangers on a train where two people who aren't linked can kind of commit a crime for each other so they can't be found. And he has a modem for her so she can access the internet because the hospital had told her parents that she wasn't allowed to have internet access. And she mentions that she wants to find this guy called Homer. And we don't really know much about him at this point. And then in exchange for the modem, um, Steve wants Prairie to help him uh, not be sent to this kind of... um, a military boarding school, so she pretends to be his stepmom, and she meets BBA, otherwise known as Betty, who is Steve's teacher in school, and she manages to convince her to let him have another shot. And at that point, I think she has this weird way of being able to speak to people that no one else would, and you, that's like I think you're if, like with the dog feel that there's this weirdness about her and she manages to almost make BBA look within her own past and as and that kind of helped her to give Steve another shot. Um, and then she tells Steve that that's been done and she asks him if he can find five people to come and meet in an abandoned house and he's just like, what the hell? And he and then she says, look, you... Uh, you Oh me blah blah and eventually he's like okay and they all meet in the house so you have the five people you've got Prairie Steve Jesse um Buck and BBA Buck and French and at that point you get the opening credits after about fifty minutes and it's just like wow yeah exactly like the music like (laughs) swells up and it's just like holy shit that was a cold opening. Can I I ask a quick question? Did either of you, and Joey, open to you as well, when she was talking to BBA in the school, was Mm -hmm. it kind of like she knew, it felt like she knew her past? Rather than she was getting it out of it, it felt like she, for me, it felt like, wait up, it's like she knows. I 
I think she has the ability, whether you want to call it an ability or she's just really good at it, of basically showing people what they can be instead of what they are. Mm. And I think BBA picked up on that and she just had, she did a complete 180 on Steve. And, and that, I mean, she was ready to expel him from school, but she, you know, OA walks in there and basically is like, no, like, this is what's going to happen. Look at your own life. See yourself for what you are and, and you can change it. So that was, that was a, when you first saw that, you were like, oh, wow. Like, damn, okay, this show's got me. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking more like a heroes type thing, you know? Maybe that's yeah. where, you know, that the, there might be some powers to this girl. She's yeah. gone from blind to being, you know, can see. Maybe she's got some mutation. Okay, yeah, I, I, lo- I want to see some Marvel yeah, X-Men creepy. bullshit, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's my fault. It's my, <laughs> Joey would have loved that, by the way. If she fucking, yes, sorry. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> Doing I would have been all over that. <laughs> Talk about inhumans. We'd have been in a conversation. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is the point where she starts her first flashback, right? Um, like, yeah, so this is, yeah, so then she, so basically she tells everyone that she was born in Russia, and I was like, what the hell has got, I was, that's when it just kind of, the whole thing is just really, pulled me in and I was like okay I'm hooked now and so she was raised in Russia she had this really powerful and rich dad and the way she talks about their town she's like the miner the smith you know it's quite weird and how there's all these like rich people and and then she starts having premonitions and her nose bleeds when she wakes up in the morning and uh, her dad tries to fix her by making her jump in this ice cold river, which was, I thought it was a bit cruel, but apparently it worked for a little bit. But then it turned out that she was having a premonition of a bus crash and she dies. And then she has her first near-death experience, or as, they, or as it's referred to in the show, an NDE. And a woman then, uh, what's the name of the woman again? Um, this spiritual woman. Cartoon? Cartoon, uh, Cartoon yeah. Cartoon, yeah. She lets her pick if she wants to basically live or die and she wants to live so she takes her eyes as a because she d- said that she doesn't want her to see the horrible things that lie ahead so now but she's also blind that you have to make a sacrifice right if you do go back something yeah, like that so, yeah so yeah so then she is now blind and her dad they basically did knowing her dad doesn't want anyone to know that she's alive because it was a message that was sent from this kind of Russian mafia type thing. And so her father sends her to boarding school in America and then he passes away and she's, she has to go and live with her aunt who has this weird adoption kind of agency. That's just seems really completely illegal anyway. And then we see Nancy and Abel. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's crazy. (laughs) It's not a nice place for anyone to be. And then Nancy and Abel adopt her and they name her Prairie. And she keeps having these premonitions and dreams. And every time she wakes up, her nose bleeds. And her parents take her to see a doctor who recommends, who basically is like, she's mentally ill. She thinks her dad's alive and speaking to her. And she gets put on medication, which just completely numbs her. But it doesn't stop the dreams and she visions her dad in New York so she wants to uh, on her tw- on her 21st birthday so she heads there to try and meet him and obviously he's not there and then she meets this person called Hap 
she's playing the violin and then he comes up to him and he's like, oh, that's really, really nice. What you're, um, you're, what you're playing there. And she just kind of starts to speak to him. And I feel like he's the first person that really seems to understand her. And he's kind of like, yeah, I suppose it's the first person that really knows who she kind of is. And she, there's this real trust that she kind of has for him. He seems quite nice. He's friendly. He's buying her food. And he starts asking about her near death experience. And she's like, Oh my God, I thought I was weirdo and I thought I was ill. And he's like, Oh no, no, you're, you're fine. She asks him to take her home with him. And you're just like, this is not going to end well. So he takes her to his house and he brings her downstairs to this weird basement. And there's like water. And then you see the prison and she gets put inside and. She's like, she turns around and realizes that she has been trapped in a prison and she's like freaking out. Um, and then we kind of meet the other four, the other three people, Homer, Scott and Rachel. And they're all, I kind of, at first I thought they're all acting quite kind of mean a little bit, especially Scott. He was like really, really mean to her. And then we kind of find out a little bit more about them and Hop then let Prairie come out because she says that she needs to be out in the light and he begins to trust her and then Homer Homer tells Prairie about this football ring that he had left him in the bathroom and he wants her to take the ring and a bill so that he can send money to his kid and to tell him that he didn't abandon him he was just t- taken hostage by Hop after he tells her about the ring then i suppose he, she builds up a better relationship with her and eventually yeah, she, she comes up with a plan isn't it to put the, the pills poison. in his food yeah and yeah, when she's making him the soup from the, the stew, stew from stew, her yeah. childhood yeah so she makes him that and she cr- she crushes up pills into his food and it turns out that she actually that he actually has an allergic reaction to what she had in the food and Tomatoes. he's asking her to get her, yeah. And he asks her to find uh, him the EpiPen. And she goes into the bathroom to find the pen. And she feels this kind of bit of hair. And there's a, a woman dead in the bathtub who is a girl by the name of August. And she's like, freaks out about that. And Hap just makes his way into the bathroom, takes the pen off her and puts it into his leg. Well, he threatens her as well, doesn't he? That if you don't, if I don't get saved, oh, your yeah, friends yeah, are going to yeah. die as well. Yeah. You know? So then Prairie heads back down and she kind of explains this to them. And basically her trust is built up and built up. And she confronts Hap and asks him what happened to August. And he, she kind of works it out and she just, she decides to act and she, and she pushes him down the stairs and runs away. Uh, and she runs all the way out through these trees and stuff. And then she comes to this massive big edge of a cliff face and half hits her over the head with a rifle and knocks her out. Yeah. And that's after that is kind of when I would say uh, episode four starts, which is called away. So when Hap knocks her out, she has another NDE or a near death experience and once again comes to meet Katoom. And before I go on with any more of the episodes, I do want to touch on who I think Katoom is 
And you do see, Katoon, you see the Braille on your face. Now, I've done some translating, and I believe that oh, is wow. in German. Yeah, and I believe it's in German because it's not English. And if you look at it, what it says is it says, Who, if I cried out, would hear me among the hierarchies of angels? So that's a big thing because OA obviously thinks she's the original angel. And I know we'll get to that later, but there's also Braille on the father's face later on. And it's hard to make out on his left cheek, but his right cheek spells angel again. So we're touching on that's a huge, huge talking point, you know, and that's we don't know exactly. It doesn't have to be a certain religion. It doesn't have to be Christianity or Hindu or Islam. It's just the point is, it's a very spiritual show. So when she meets her again, she's offered the choice to reunite with her father and she doesn't, which is crazy because as Simon was saying, She's basically looking for him through the first three episodes, trying to find him, doesn't know where he's at. And her and Prairie, Prairie and Katoon are having a conversation, and she says to, she chooses her friends, and she's, how do I get back to the others? And Katoon says, all five of you must work together to avert a great evil. And Prairie then responds back to her, but there's only four of them. And then Katoon says, you will see. So that's a major foreshadowing to what happens at the end. Because remember, she's talking about, Prairie is talking about the ones in the basement, not the friends she meets in the, back in her hometown. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing, too. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. So she does decide to go back to her friends, which is, again, it's crazy because her father, who she loves and she's known her whole life, but she chooses the people to help them because she knows that these five people need help. In one or another certain way, they all have massive issues. So she returns, but to return, she has to eat the bird, which is what um, Homer actually has to do in his NDE, too. He actually eats the fish where they get movements after that. So after each time they do that, they get the movements, which is what you see when they're doing them crazy-ass dances. So I, I guess at this point, that's, they kind of switch to when BBA learns that Theo, her brother, left the 50 grand in his will. And she feels real bad about it. She doesn't want to cash the check. She turned him in. He was a drug addict, he was in rehab, and then he ended up dying. So she feels terrible about it. But Away, I want to touch back on Away, too. The episode is called Away. And the way it's explained by Prairie is she's kind of contemplating her truer self. And when she comes back from the latest near-death NDE, she says, they're asking her, well, what's it like? What's it like? And this is when she's down in the cages with uh, Hap and the other people, not with the um, suburbanites, I guess you can call them. So... She says that it sounds something like away, but if you say it very slow, away sounds like away. Just the letters O A. So that's why she get that's where they get that from. I'm sure you guys picked up on that, but I thought that was pretty neat as well. So then you get to episode five, which is one of the best episodes, I feel. Um, that's when Hap goes to Cuba and he is looking for I believe it's Renata. Is that who? Yeah, Renata. And Renata is Somebody who's never been off the island of Cuba, but she's an amazing guitar player. Just unreal. And when she plays, people just stop dead whatever they're doing and just listen to it. When they're in the bar, it's a great scene. It's an amazing backdrop. Beautiful, beautiful country. And he goes himself at first. And he tries to convince her to come back. And she's having none of it. So while that's happening... Scott's kind of yelling that he hates his life. Scott's one of the ones down in the, the basement, if you want to call it, in the cages. 
hate it. He hates his life. He's going to lose it in this episode. And I believe this is the episode where I think this is the one where she, they, Hap actually finds out. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. When when Scott knows he's dying, because I believe I think it might be AIDS he's dying from when he lifts up his shirt and shows Prairie the sores. It looks like he has AIDS. He's he, dying. He, he dies in this one. Yeah, this is the one. That, this is the big puts one. Him, yeah. yeah, this is the huge one where he he basically Hap takes him in. And puts him in, well, I mean, the contraption they use looks like something from the medieval times. And basically, the gas that these, they've been using to knock them out was not actually knocking them out. It's actually like a mind control gas. And anything he asked them to do, they basically do it. So he brings Scott in there, and Scott doesn't really care anymore because he knows he's going to die. And in that moment, he reveals to Hap that Hey, just want to let you know she's been playing you the whole time. So Hap loses it, gets so angry, and he ends up actually killing Scott. But the cool thing is, is Scott's dead, so now Hap knows that OA is not blind anymore. He drops the dead body off in the cage. But Homer and OA do the dance. They do the movements that they get from their near-death experience. Homer's near-death experience, I believe he's it's a crazy. He's running down a hallway, and then he... I can't remember the exact parts of it, but he puts his hands into a fish tank and he swallows a fish just like O.A. swallowed a bird. And then he gets the second movement because they need the five movements to get where they need to go. So they can basically they can travel through different astral planes, portals, different dimensions. So Scott is lying down on the floor. There's blood coming out of him. And this is one of the creepiest parts of the whole series, I think. Again, they're doing the dance as in Homer and O.A. And the blood starts to go back into Scott's body. He's miraculously alive again, which is crazy. So just the two of them are doing it. So the, I guess the two big reveals from episode five are that basically Scott dies and comes back through these movements, which is seen by Hat. So he now sees that, whoa, they just brought this person back to life. So all the study he's been doing in his basically his whole life has now a purpose for it. And it, that's, it's amazing to him. But unfortunately, they know that he knows as well. So the race is kind of on for Renata and Rachel to die quickly so they can get other movements as well. Because when Scott died, he got the third movement. So they need the other two. And it's a bit strange because Renata ends up getting hers, but Rachel never gets the fifth one. And there's theories to why, um, which we can get into later. But she... The two things about her is that's one, and the other one is I don't believe they ever show her dying. Now, I know he has tapes in his office when Homer goes in there, and, you know, when I talked about the gas earlier, but there's a point in the show where the gas, how he knocks them out and he mind controls them, where they come up with the idea of, we'll suck in the gas, you hold your breath, and just act like you're knocked out, or act like you're under mind control. So that's how Homer actually gets his movement because he tricks um hap into thinking that he's i've read another theory about the gas it's, listening it's, to him I've, I've read that it's also am, amnesic like it makes you forget well, well i believe well. What, what i believe what makes them and it's explained in episode six that was a perfect segue guys nice one renata after the fourth move remember when she comes back the one thing she says and this is the part that kind of makes you wonder what the, it's, it's another thing that makes you wonder is that it's the interdimensional, interdimensional, dimensional travel gives them amnesia. And that's the big thing. So when they come back, 
they're trying to figure out, like, we know these movements, but we can't remember them. So what do they do? They tattoo them on each other. That's why the scars are all over Owe's back, which is, in theory, if that's the way it really happened, is actually a great idea. Episode 6 is kind of a... I, w- I don't want to say it's bad, but it's a sort of a come down after five because there's so many, so much breaking in five. But in six is, she basically, again, Hat, this is one, the one big part is where Hat meets his mentor. And there's really no build up to this. We didn't even really know he was working, quote unquote, with somebody else. And I think, I can't remember that doctor's name, but they, they cut to a scene where they're talking about how, well, I've broken through here. And this is t- in my um, workings. And then Hap's like, oh, well, Leon, Leon bro- I think. Is that what it is? Okay, Leon, Dr. Yeah. Leon. Yeah, yeah, Leon. They're talking about their breakthroughs and their their work. So Dr. Leon, after hearing Hap, he knows that Hap's further along and closer. So he tricks Hap. And they're just eating like sandwiches and having a drink. And he brings Hap into what looks like where you put a corpse. And he pulls a gun on him. But Hap's over to, able to overcome it, and he basically drowns him in, I don't actually know what that purple liquid is. It's not embalming fluid, so I'm not sure what it is. But he drowns him and, and kills him. So after that, I think she ha- I think OA has another, or does she have another visit with uh, Katoon? Yeah, she does. And this is where it gets interesting, because they already have the four movements. So she dies again because it's essentially they're dying. That's what Hat was doing to him. He was killing them to try to find out any kind of pattern in which he could figure out, you know, what is when you die, where do you go from here? Or as they called it, a whoosh you'd hear. And then he would take down those whooshes and try to figure out a pattern. So she dies again, but this time Katoon's not there and nowhere to be found. And she can't figure out why. So when she comes back this time, Hap tells her, you went to the rings of Saturn, which is never really explained again. I don't understand why she would go to the rings of Saturn, but that's what he tells her. And then basically the last few minutes of it are kind of, it's almost like a love story between OA and Homer, because they really start to get into each other and feel, really feel for each other. Uh, and that's basically, yeah, the four, five, and six episodes. So okay, Simon, so I don't know yeah. if you want to talk about the last two. So then the next episode, um, OA has an, another really big, premonition which is the first one that she's had for a while and the first time you see her having a nosebleed um, since she saw her dad at the Statue of Liberty but she isn't sure what it means and all she knows that it's in a big space with a metallic sound she talks about it with um, the FBI agent Elias, that's the name, Elias and he thinks that She's just that it's her that it's her subconscious kind of speaking to her in a way, and she and his advice to OA is this time instead of actually acting on it to just allow it to happen and let things be. So that's what she says that she'll do. And then we, this is actually the only episode that doesn't have. A flashback. So this is all set in the present. So we find out a l- little bit more about what's kind of happening now. Um, Steve uh, gets kidnapped by the Asheville military force people who want to bring him to the, this uh, to the military boarding school. Um, and we have this probably the most comedic part of the whole show. I I thought in a way. 
was this bit where he's in the van and BBA basically drives past them and then she follows the van and she comes up with this crazy plan to say, to tell Dave that he's being molested by them and she starts to scream it and it's like this really dark humor, dry, just the way she's like, he's being the person's molesting this boy and it's strange and then they're like, they, they don't know what to think and she eventually uses a check to bribe them with and it's the money that she got from, we actually haven't talked about this yet, brother died, her twin, um, and we found out in an earlier episode that it was because of her that she had phoned the police on him because he was a drug addict and she got basically got him put away in rehab where he died. So she obviously feels very, very bad about that. And she gets 50,000. Um, she gets a check for 50,000, which she feels obviously very bad about and she's not really willing to spend it. So she uses that to bribe the, the people who are trying to take Steve to the boarding school. Then away is having a meal with her parents and this is the point where you start to see them becoming very upset that they don't really know anything about her and that she still hasn't revealed anything about her time when she was away. And this girl comes up to away and asks to take her picture and says that she heard about her being raped and beaten. Um, which was quite strange. So obviously that's probably just online things, people making up t- stories and that really annoys Nancy, her mother. Um, then she tells when her mother asks her to basically explain it, she tells her that she scarred her own back with notations of a movement that opened another dimension and Nancy slaps her across the face. And then... There's a really nice part where French and OA are in a car. I think French is driving OA to the house and he kind of, in a way, wraps up the entire show where he's talking about what, like her past and how she's really nice to people and how she's taken this band of five people who aren't really, who all have these kind of issues and stuff and she's brought them all into one spot and she's trying to kind of help them and she's very um just basically in a way i thought it kind of linked a lot of the past into what's going on now but that how she never spoke to her her parents about it and you kind of see how a way she doesn't really view nancy and abel as her parents at all and there's definitely a lot of tension between them and Steve then gets really, really annoyed at OA and she, he thinks that she's just basically stringing them along because she, she wants to get back to Homer and he stabs her with a pencil and then she hugs him and tries to kind of bring him back around and, um, they cry and then that's the end of that episode. So then maybe do we all want to talk about the last episode? Because a lot happens here. And the last one, and um, Invisible South. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's talk yeah. about it because it'll yeah. lead into exactly what we want to talk about to finish the show off. Is is the ending? So, I mean, you can all talk about this. You know, it's there, there's so much that happens. I mean, they they, oh, you know, the, yeah. It, how do we start it? You know, 
the, it starts the story, right the story, with the, the story is it's a flashback again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The major flashback, you know, the biggest flashback in the whole thing is about basically Hap convincing a sheriff. You know that yeah, that, the sheriff, that, that the Homer, sheriff that, and that way he can cure his dying wife, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. Now, there's yeah. so many little bits in this part. If if you're narrating a story, guys, how do you know about the parts where you're not there? This is the problem, isn't it? This is a huge problem with her. So either she, either she's an unreliable narrator or she's making it up or somehow i don't know they've just added in these things just to fill us in but it wouldn't really make any sense to have another person telling her story so it is strange how she knows things that she wasn't in the room for yeah and that 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 part's hard to explain um but she did do you remember the part where they had said that she enrolled in a creative writing class in the last episode like is, is no. her no, is I her imagine is her imagination that vivid that she could actually do something like that? Because there's I know there's people who are who can do that. Now is she one of them? I'm not sure. I know we're going to talk about what we believe happened and all that stuff, but it is a possibility that she made up the whole thing. Now, do I think she did? No, no, I, I don't think she did. But she did take that class or enrolled in that class, so there was some sort of interest in storytelling hmm. yeah she's blind all her life right so mm-hmm. where what how did how can she learn to read write and stuff like that well the other thing about when remember when riz finds the books yeah finds, finds the books or well plants he, he, uh, yeah I, reveals yeah, I believe, the books yeah i believe yeah when um french is in there looking breaks into oa's parents house he finds books under her bed and it's the iliad um a book on oligarchs basically every angels everything angels, she, yeah. she had told in the story there's books of but see there's just a huge problem there remember she was blind at the age of what two and no like eight wasn't it but eight okay eight, yeah so but even still yeah but she was russian so how when yeah. did she learn when did she learn to read english because those books are in english there's an argument that she might have learned to read basic English, but there's no way that she, she could read those types of advanced books. I mean, they're books that are hard to read for people who speak English from birth. Like the Iliad is a, it's, yes, a, it's, it's not an easy difficult. read, you know, I couldn't, no. I find it's that a great book, book but it's very, yeah. it's very, very yeah. difficult to read. So I don't, I don't know if I buy the theory that basically she's, I think the FBI is maybe afraid of her. Um, and knows what she really is, and that's why it was planted there. And do you also remember the meeting with, it's when they, I think it might be the first meeting with Riz, his character, and the parents and OA on that wall in the background that's in Braille, that spells yeah. Rachel. That spells Rachel out. And Crazy. Why, yeah, and that's why I think, and it could, I don't know if she is, but it's one of the reasons Rachel does not gain a movement. She never gets one. Everybody else does, but not her. Because I think she might have been planted there. I think the FBI was either doing a sting on this or allowing Hap to do these experiments, but controlling them. So that's oh, why wow. I think. Wow, that's, that's good. A, that's, a, that's a story, man. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why I think she was down there. Because just remember, she didn't get any of that stuff. You didn't see any of her experiences. 
True. That's a great point, actually. Okay, but That's before a... before we go into more theories, I think we want to go into the st- into finishing off the story, really. Sorry, yeah. So, so I mean, basically, what happens next? It's 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 these two in a room, locked in with the sheriff's wife, and they're going through the motions, and they pretty much say, "We don't want to do this because the sheriff dies." You know, uh, sorry, Hap dies. He's gonna he, or Hap gets. If if we if we do not do this and we do not help her, then Hap's gonna get arrested, right? Yeah. So they decide no, we should do it. This is kind of proving our point, you know. We 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 are kind of angels type thing, you know. We got it. We've got to do this. So they do it, and all of a sudden they find <laughs> that the sheriff's wife is going to hand them over the fifth. And this this for me, okay. This for me is what tells, gives me kind of what I found of the show. My outlook of the show was that. They were meant to be there at that point in time, you know, and they were meant to go to see this lady because she was meant to be in that position at that point in time to pass on that movement because, you know, obviously she's also been, uh, she's also had an NDE and been given mm-hmm. this gift and this is her sacrifice, you know, and, and to pass on that fifth movement, it's kind of like they've got to die. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. a weird one. That's the kind of thing. But but what I got out of it was, and we're going to go to the end in a minute, that there's everybody's there, or everybody has a role in in life for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and you play a part. Everyone just plays a part going forward. It's just all part of a plan, and it just it just that's the type of thing that came out for me. But anyway, they don't save her. <laughs> <laughs> they no. the kind of do, but then uh, she kind of has a premonition that she's going to die already because she does say, "I want to hug my husband for the last time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she does, and say then that. she gets shot. <laughs> yeah, Hap kills them both. Yeah, with but, one with one bullet of a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. he, then he dumps away on the side of the road because he basically has all the five movements now, doesn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he's seen them do it. And he's and, watching it in uh, close circuit, isn't he? And it, it yeah, kind of, yeah. and it kind of just circuits out when the fifth movement is passed on, I think. Is and there right? is, I think there is a d- definite thing that maybe we can go into more about this, but there is a definite thing that Hap is in, is in love with her and he doesn't want her and Homer to be with each other, so you know, he. I think he's just like I don't. I don't need you anymore, and I don't want you to be with him. You know. So if I can't be with you, then no one can. Did you guys yeah, think yeah, yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, he yeah. jealousy. Definitely. He definitely. Yeah, and there was one of the things I, I actually forgot to say. It. Remember when they were in in Cuba, and he brings Hap, or excuse me. Oh he yeah. Brings, God. He yeah he brings Homer to seduce Renata, and. You know, when you're locked in a cage for seven years, I mean, you have you have instincts, and he wanted to prove to them two things: that you're not angels, you're just animals. Because he ends up having, you know, pretty rough sex with Renata, and you know that's how they she gets tricked into coming back. But not only does that, but he pipes the sound down to the basement, and Prairie has to listen to the whole thing. So, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Did you guys pick up on the conversation they had through the movements, Prairie and Homer? Where which part? 
so basically, immediately after this, he's had the affair. So we're going back again a few episodes, but they are basically talking to each other. He's like, I'm really sorry, and she's like, go fuck yourself. But it's throughout the movements that they're doing. But basically, they're doing these movements, and he's... Uh, but you can you can kind of get the convo. I don't know, maybe you guys didn't pick it up then. But but I, it kind of they kind of had a convo through conversation, through movements. Oh, facial expressions and everything. Yeah, and the hand movements. So they were they were yeah. just doing it, but they were it was not the same. He was doing one, she was doing one back, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, you know, yeah. no, I don't care what you're saying. And he was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it, and it was kind of you know, there was a reason, and she was like, no. I hate you. You know, it was just. A, yeah. It was just. It a was really like. Cool it, was, yeah, it was like two um, two people who were deaf who were doing sign language back and forth That's to each it. other. I see. But they all. Yeah. They were doing all this. Ah, that kind of freaked yeah. me out. <laughs> that shit kind of freaked me out. You know. I've yeah, got, really, got a really good, interesting part about. Um, before you do go on to the end, um, I was. I've been on Reddit and everything for this shit, man. I've been trying to look at loads of stuff, and there's mm. one redditor that uh, theorizes that the emotions correlate with five stages of grief, denial, mm. uh, anger, yeah, okay. bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And the acceptance is where you die. That makes sense. And that That's makes sense. Good, for, yeah. yeah. For the end too. makes total sense. Yeah. So let's I guess, move yeah. to that end, Joey. Come on. So yeah, this is like the uh, huge part. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I did not see this coming. No. So, the the kids are basically sitting in their cafeteria enjoying their day and they're having a conversation and the the after there's an African American kid who's talking to I don't remember which person it was and you see his face change and he looks up and it's like oh like an oh shit face and it's you hear the gunshots well there's a shoot and it's it's probably it, it's not probably it's in poor taste and and it's a touchy thing in America but. I, I wasn't offended by it or anything, but it's a school shooting. Everybody's dropping to the floor, and BBA is talking to, I think it's, I guess it's the principal, and then she hears the gunshots, and automatically, it's funny, because her first reaction is, where's everybody at? Like, where's the four other people that I've been with this past however many time sitting in this house doing these movements? So the shooter gets in and starts shooting. Well, the five of them stand up, and they start doing the five movements. And it's, I mean, when you first see it, you're like, what the fuck? It, it, it looks like a boy band dancing. Their, you, see the, you see the fear on their face on the floor. Oh, the yeah. They yeah. are and shitting themselves, but they're all looking at each other and nodding. You know, like, this is, this is what we're They know what they're going to do. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing I think you were talking. Yeah. Yep. And you were saying it earlier, Gags. It, it's almost like this is what we were destined to do. Now get up. Let's do it. Yep. And it buys them enough time to where I think it's like a... A school employee tackles the guy. Unfortunately, two shots come off, and one of them hits Prairie right in her chest. Yeah, one of the kitchen employees as well. <laughs> yeah, no one mentions that. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's weird because she's literally outside, right outside the glass of the cafeteria, doing the movements with them. Yeah, and but but you don't see her until she gets shot. Isn't there a little a little bit where she realizes what the premonition was ah, and yes, then she yes. kind of she's runs sleeping. towards yep, the school yep. yeah yeah and she figured she's it like, out oh it's there yeah all of her yeah. life leads to this moment like the lady like the sheriff's wife all of yes. her life led yeah. to that moment all of prairie's life whatever her name is nina when she was a kid in uh in in russia all of that person's life led to this moment and that's the yeah. key part where there's a bullet in the through the window 
right in her chest, right in the middle. Bang. Yeah, she goes right into the ambulance, and then who hears the whoosh? No. Nobody? No. Nobody remember, remember who's here? The who hears the whoosh? Gags? No, no. Oh, Hop remember it, it, whoosh, it, it, right? it was. No, Steve hears it, and then he ah, chases. Yes. He oh, yeah, yeah. Remember? Oh, sorry, Remember he, stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He heard the whoosh, and then he ran after it, and he, that's why I think his last words to her were, take me with you. He runs after it, and then it just, that part kind of fades to black, and then it's the ending, which is really creepy, when <laughs> it, it's, and it's up for, obviously up for interpretation, which is why I love the show so much. You just see O.A.'s face, Prairie's face in what appears to be a psych ward, and she asks quizzically, Homer, and then fade to black. Like it's the Sopranos. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That's what you <laughs> but it was, I mean, it's up for interpretation. Now, my interpretation of it, and I kind of told you guys this in text earlier, but is so this kind of ties in with, and Gags, I know you've seen it, Doctor Strange. And they kind of explain a lot of this in Doctor Strange. But she, the world where Prairie is imprisoned by Hat are separate, but they're parallel realities. But they're mirrored timelines, which is why, do you remember when French looks in the mirror at the end after he's in the house and he looks up? And who does he see? Homer. He sees, he sees Homer. And what does Homer have? The exact same scar where French is at. The exact same thing, which Prairie told in the story. So if you look at the connection, just look at the last seven minutes and then look at the last seven years that Prairie spent in captivity. The cafeteria and the prison cells are both enclosed in glass. The antagonist, antagonists both got snuck up on and the, and in both cases, there's somebody chasing after a car while begging to not be left behind. It, 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 that That's my interpretation of it. There's a lot of different, maybe she's in a coma, maybe she's mentally ill, maybe it's just a dream. I don't want to think it's that easy because I hate to think that I wasted my time if it's that easy on a show. But that's that's what I thought. Simon, your thoughts? I don't think it's a dream. I don't think it's no. A dream. I definitely don't think it's a dream, and I think there are a lot of facts as well. And like we definitely know that she is from Russia, and we know that Homer is a real person because of the when she looks at the clip. But if it was a if it was a parallel world, would would she be able to see? Homer on the internet. You, you she, she know the would. bit? Or she, is it only her who can see it, maybe? That's the thing. But do you remember yeah. when Homer remember when Homer when they trick Hap and Homer's in the he goes into like the recording studio and he's listening to it, the tape. Do you remember yeah. what that do you remember what that tape said? Because uh, it was he, like something like your name is not right. Homer or something, that's, right? That's right. Homer grabs his tape and he says, I'm Homer. And the man says, your name is not Homer. And he goes, look at me. Do you know, do you know Dr. Roberts? And that's the thing where I'm like, it threw me off a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think that I know she found the YouTube clip, but I think she's jumping between different parallels through dimensions. And that's what she did at the end, which is why Steve wanted to go with her so bad. He wanted to escape his life because he knew he was going nowhere. Yeah. To to me, it could be totally that they've, she's just jumped. She's jumped that. She's done that fifth movement to do that fifth movement and then to teach it to people. You know, she always said she wanted five. She didn't want to be part of it. She got five others. Remember that, yeah? Mm-hmm. She got five others. She was the sixth. So the person, I don't know, that, that maybe teaches the last one or passes on the fifth, 
and then has has to die to maybe go because I think isn't it you're gonna have a you're gonna give a sacrifice or something? There's something like that someone says in the show to, in the fifth movement to move to another dimension. It's it, you have to go through. It's not so easy, you know. Yeah. So you have to have an NDE or you have to basically die it, 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 to, to move. And I just think maybe she's now there, and the parallel stuff kicks off now because there's going to be a series two. It's interesting that they've actually that they have confirmed that because that means that in a way I think they would have been able to just end it there and I'd have been pretty happy with that but I'm not sure if the reveal will be bad or good I don't know know if it's a confirmation but Brit in interviews is saying it yeah Yeah, I I heard the same thing guys I heard they're basically almost green lighted a second season as well so do you want me to go through some of the things that we were supposed to have a third guest uh, Sean on do you want me to go through some of the things he sent us in regards to this stuff and, and what he thought. Yeah, and we can have yeah, a yeah, definitely. talk about that. Yeah. yeah, so the first message he said, I think Joey's already covered it, Braille used and, and, and hidden throughout the series. Uh, the woman that the OA meets in the afterlife has Braille marks on her face. exactly the same as what you've already, co- I think you've covered, haven't you? Uh, I yeah. think they change it each time she meets, but he couldn't quite tell. Um, you, you Did you say that as well? You did, on, the, on Prairie's father's face, yeah, it's hard to read. One of the sides, I believe, says Angel. I can't make out what the other side says. Right. When the OA's adopted parents accompany t- her to um, Elias's office, Rachel is written on the wall in Braille. You, that was there. There is also yeah. Rachel written on Prairie's father's face in the afterlife. It's hard to see, but it's there when he turns around and sees him, and she sees him. Mm. Purple is the colour most used throughout the show. So he says, Sean, that purple relates to the, the crown chakra which is considered the center for deeper connection with ourselves and deeper connection with a force of life that is greater than ourselves. Purple is the color of Homer's football jersey, the school locker rooms, the afterlife. Nina is wearing a purple jacket when she first arrives at a new home. So purple everywhere. Yellow is another color used to fill some sort of purpose, but but, but basically Sean can't put his finger on that. When the OA first meets Hap, there is a yellow caution marking on the ground, and then later on, they dine in a room filled with yellow. There's a scene where her adoptive father is wearing a yellow sweatshirt and Nina yells no at him. Yellow seems to be a negative colour throughout. When it's used, typically something bad is happening. So he's moved on from colours. The teacher seems to have an overall interest in containers. She mentions to the principal when packing her things that she had just been to the container store and she loved it. <laughs> also, when the, 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 there is... Uh, the sexualized picture of her drawn on the white cover on the whiteboard. She draws a container around it. Again, not sure the link here, but you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Anything in the containers? Is it? See, is, it thought, is, is that? I didn't that be anything that about jailing people. Uh, you know, like how they were confined. I don't See, know. that's what yeah. I thought. I thought that was. I thought she put that box around there to show I'm stuck in this dimension. This is where I'm stuck. That's what she was boxed in there. That's why the way I took it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he goes on to say as well, because she'd be trying to relate it to the OA and the experience inside the cages at Haps, you know. The last one, which is very interesting, is Riz, or Elias, an angel hunter, or is he mm. sincere? Because obviously Hap is an angel hunter, and that's what he's referred to throughout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's no need for him to be in the house when French breaks in. So, you know, he's, I think he's planted the books. I think that's where the second oh, yeah. season goes. With uh, with Riz, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see Riz as the main lead, uh, <laughs> trying to find where she's gone or proving stuff. Yeah, get, that would be really it's interesting. It's funny too because I think he, I think he's the one 
uh, and Simon, you said this earlier, he's the one who encourages them to get out. Yeah. When they, when they go to Olive Garden is when I think he plants those books. So I think he had the whole thing set up the whole time. Yeah. There was, I did read about that, um, person had kind of thought that perhaps the FBI were, I think maybe it was mentioned earlier that they were kind of behind this whole thing and that they're, that one, and the fact that he knows that the, that the OA is now aware of this, that he's trying to hide it and they don't want anyone else to know. So it's basically like they're doing all of the, ex- all, all, all of the experiments because they want to use this power for themselves. So they're trying to kind of hide it up, you know, by making her look like she's insane, which I think definitely has some truth to it. But that's something that we might f- find out if they do make a second season. I'm an interesting one here that I'm uh, that I was looking around the internet. Uh, I think the fifth movement requires seven people. Someone on Reddit said, in both cases, when the fifth movement is performed, there are seven people involved. One of them car- carrying a gun. In Hap's house, there's the OA, Homer, Rachel, Renata, Scott, and the sheriff's wife. Who's the outsider who's been shot? Hap has a gun. In the cafeteria, Steve, Jesse, BBA, French, Buck, the OA, the outsider who's been shot, and the shooter, the gun carrier. Mm. So, <laughs> both situations very similar. Like, you know, some little, some little things there. It's, it's mad. It's mad what you can go with and yeah. where you can go with yeah, this thing. It really is. I, I just, I, I, the big thing that hit me was, I didn't even think of like the dimension stuff that you guys came out with. I I saw it as a, I did think what the fuck, right? I did, but I always, I also, <laughs> I, I, I did actually think it's telling me that everyone, like I said earlier, has is is there for a reason in the you know shaping the universe, the world, or whatever. Everyone's there to do something for a reason. Though she just saved a lot of people's lives in that cafeteria. If it's real. If it's yeah. real. Now, the big question is, is she lying or is she telling the truth? Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> toughest part because there's, there's pros and cons to that. That's, do you have some of them? I just had like kind of a few little small things that I picked up on that I wasn't able to explain. Do you remember in, I think it's the second last episode and Buck is on her bike and she passes by this kind of, it looks like a crashed bike with a load of red flares around it and it's never explained at all and i have n- no idea what it's meant to be did you guys rem- remember that l- little bit i do once you yeah past, yeah any thoughts on what that might represent no i wasn't sure and i read something about it that made absolutely no sense to me <laughs> <laughs> but i do yeah I, I wasn't sure either but I, there had to be some significance I, it just went over my head i guess yeah, because like I did definitely feel that everything is there for a, a, a reason. Like every little small thing has been put into the show. Like it's not like that's some weird random thing, you know. Like I definitely feel that's there for a reason. But yeah, it's, it's hard to explain that one. Another theory that I looked up about as well, which is I think I mentioned this on the messages, is that Hap and Homer are the same person, which is pretty wild, but she's basically, she's basically remembering back to being held, you know, hostage. And she's kind of divided her, her captor up into two people, the nice person and the, and the mean person. So obviously, you know, Hap being the mean person who 
heard her and was really bad to her and experimented on her and Homer being the part of him that she fell in love with. But I'm I'm not so sure about it, but I think it's an interesting theory to think about. And they're, you know, if, if it's, uh, but that's based on if it's, if it's all in the same world and dimension, which I think that it is, but and I do think that she is telling mostly the truth, but I think she's hiding a lot of things as well. And there's a lot of things that she shouldn't know that she doesn't know. So the fact that she knew that Hat went and killed his um his old lab partner, that could maybe explain Hap and Homer are both the same person because he would have confided in her, but we never actually saw that happening. So... I'm not sure either, but I think that's an interesting theory anyway. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Is there any other scenarios that you wanted to cover before we finish off in, in with regards to what happened? I mean, I've got one thing that I want to just ask, right? Where, yeah. When they're captive, and by the way, we haven't, even, we haven't even mentioned how fucking disgusting that must be to be captive for how long? Six, seven years there? Seven years. Seven years for that. her, but more Do we know how others. long, how long the rest of them have been there? Is that is that ever mentioned by anyone? Mm, I know I don't I don't think so. They had just I remember they said how they got there, like how yeah, they but were. No one said when. Thinking, but yeah, they didn't say when. That's a good point. And August was one person who was there when she arrived. So there might have been four or five others before. I mean, we have no idea how far back. He's oh, been I think, yeah, yeah, I think he's been you know? doing, yeah, I think he's been doing those for a, a long time. And basically, if he was testing on you and you didn't give him what he wants, he would just kill you. And remember, because he, yeah. he ended up burying her out back. So, Man, yeah. I mean, vicious and cruel, uh, very, very cruel. It was horrible that these people were dying every day, being drowned every day. You know, in yeah. uh, <laughs> for research purposes, how many I, times did they die uh, in seven horrible. years? You know, if you think his, about um, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I think when you break the math down, I think it was like weekly that he was uh, killing them. It's horrible. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just awful. It's insane. And I just want to know, and you're gonna laugh at this. Where the fuck did they shit? Yeah. Someone asked that. I. I saw that. I think a person said they in the little stream, the water stream. But well, they drank from that stream. How can they shit in that stream? Because <laughs> I think the water. No, comes, I will I not accept it's that. It's not the same. Like I, I presume the water must that comes around is clean, and the water that leaves gets washed away because they like. Do you remember Homer said right now we're using the water to wash ourselves so maybe they have like a like a bathroom time for the water and like a wash time you know but it's still <laughs> i don't think i really want to think about it it's horrible yeah i mean that that whole complex is it, it I, I just keep going back to the fbi thing like that's such a sophisticated there's sophisticated equipment there that like how would he just, i mean i know he was a brilliant scientist but who's funding that you know, like that's a lot of money invested there, and also his lab partner as well. I mean, who's funding him? So that's why I think the whole the theory of the FBI being behind the whole thing. There might be twenty of them, you know, that 
exist. We have no idea yeah. how far that thing is. But I did like the way his lab partner tried to explain it because he, Hap, as bad as he was, you could tell that he felt bad about it to a certain extent, but his lab partner was cold and he was like, oh, that guy who invented the x-ray, like he killed his wife and he, he, he was just harsh and like he, like he didn't care at all. He was, I think he must have, from what the way he talked, it's like he went through a lot more people and he was just clinical about the whole thing. And Hop did kind of, he kind of tried to redeem himself a little bit by feeling bad for it. But then he, he was horrible as well, you know, really bad. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's so many things you just can go back and forth and like, she does say stuff sometimes that you, you do wonder, like one of them, that I do remember off the top of my head is when I, th- I think it's a dinner and the, what does she tell? She tells the parents, like, I want seven years without being touched by a human, but that doesn't make any sense because but that's not that, true. Yeah, exactly. And she said things like that before that, like, wait a minute, like that's, it, it doesn't make sense. And that's, so that's why I don't know if it was just, a, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's a mess up in a show. I, I, that's I what I think. Like, yeah. Everything was there for a reason, and it was taught about how to be. Yeah, and I just, I I go back and forth all the time, like, yeah, this was definitely real, but then I'm like, uh, I mean, she she could have been telling, like, a a real... I know. And I I mentioned the creative writing thing earlier. That is, I don't know, it's just, it it just doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, she, it could could really go either way. You could make a case, a, a really, really, really good case either way. And... I th- were you talking? So I think you were talking earlier about the um, the flares. Yeah. That buck when he the was red with the red flares. And yeah. the red backpack, isn't that? Yeah. Um, oh, damn it! Wasn't that in Rachel's near-death car accident? She describes a red oh, backpack yeah. in the road. And a car crash. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. Sh- I don't think they show it. No. But she tries she to explain it. Talks about it. Yeah. Her yeah, brother. And that, that's what she sees. That's what reminds her of Rachel. So do you maybe think as they start to move towards having the five m- movements that they, when f- we see Homer in the mirror in the backpack, that that's kind of the two worlds are bl- blending into one and they're kind of being I think so. linked. Yeah. So that's almost like a m- mirror into the other dimensions because they're yeah, on like the verge of opening a portal like, exactly yeah. like like yeah. how do you how do you jump off of a bridge and you only damage your feet slightly how, that's, I mean, that's true as well yeah like, i don't care if you go in feet first you're, you're going to die so it's you know she wakes up and then there's just too much that adds up to it being i i like i said i think it's i think it's paralleling dimensions yeah and she's going through both of them, but each group that she's in doesn't understand that. Like, the one group eventually does. The kids do. But. Yeah. I don't know if you guys picked up on this as well, though. I kind of thought she jumped off the bridge. You know, afterwards, after watching what they were doing, what was happening to her for seven years, I kind of thought she was trying to go into the afterlife as much as possible to open up this dimension to meet Katoon, maybe, you know? each time to see if she could for get, another movement yeah for another movement to get the fifth movement oh, okay. and i think she was trying to drown because that's what she knows 
drowning gets her there. So but she already I, had the fifth movement at that point. Oh yeah, of course she did. She so is it? I th- I, oh, she was trying to feed, she was trying to see if she could. She's trying to get Homer back there. Homer. To she's Homer, trying to get yeah. back to Homer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, and, but that's again though. I mean, this podcast could probably be three hours. It's it's that <laughs> it's that it's that ending where you she looks disheveled, and it, I mean you you see the movies and you see the picture of your typical psych ward, and that background is exactly what it would look like. And I know they did that on purpose. So we could do a pod like this and debate it for hours, but that was the yeah. whole, and that's why maybe I'm, yeah. Like God. I wonder if the ward was another FBI plant. Like they put her in the ward because they want people to think that she's like ill because they don't want people to find out what they've been experimenting on. Very good possibility. I, I still think, and I'm, and I'm I know I'm flip flopping, but I still think it's the FBI. If it's too much of a coincidence with Riz Ahmed's character and everything. So yeah, that's what too, I'm going to stick much involvement. with. And I don't think Riz is going to come into a show for four episodes. No, no. I agree with that, yeah. So that's what, the popularity. Yeah, that's yeah, massive. Come on. The night yeah, no, he's the, massive now, isn't he? Huge. Yeah. He signed yeah, Star Wars one. movies. He yeah. is going to be the central figure in, 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 in season two. It's yeah, got to so. be. He's gonna he's gonna be framing her, I think, and uh, people. That's why they, she was getting doubted. But also, like you said, if it's an ulterior dimension, he's gonna be there too. If it's if it's yeah. mirrored, if it's paralleled, it's just free. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm just done. There's yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> There's one, one other small thing that also could prove that she is making things up or kind of the weird fiction version of truth is. Is it possible for them to write those movements on their own backs? Because to me, that's that seems like a pretty hard thing to do. But I don't know. Maybe we just have to. Like it's a kind of a hard spot to reach on your back, and they didn't have any blades. You know what was it that they used to make the scars? Yeah, they they really you know? didn't explain that. Like they, we saw. We saw that thing with Homer, and he had, and he had a thing in his hand, and there was blood. But I don't know. It seems crazy that Hap would allow them a knife if they were, you know, his precious experiments. So that's yeah, also other, another weird thing. And the other, there's one more weird thing to add to that. Do you remember when every time they would meet, they were in that house, right? And what what did she tell them to do? Leave, Leave the doors door. open. Leave the doors open. And what were the instructions from the mental health facility? Part oh, of it was God, yeah. take take the doors off because we don't want her to hurt herself. So that could be another connection. So, again, it's that back and forth. Did, was it real? <laughs> was it not real? Oh, man, yeah. I didn't even think about that. And when she's, like, when she has the, when she has the c- camera and she's recording her, like, doll's house, she leaves the door open in it. Yeah, yes, she does. Yeah, so what was the I door opening thing? Oh man, I don't know. It was the, <laughs> the what, fuck is that do shit? It? I don't know. No, but That's why did everyone weird. have to keep the door open? That has nothing you, I, to uh, it. It's because that's what I'm. T- I, it, it points to that she could have been in a mental health facility, drugged up this whole time, and these were just vivid imaginations. Because that's when her parents first took her into her room. 
they got instructions and the mom didn't like it, so she refused to do it. They, the, part of those instructions were to take the door off or open it so yeah. that you always see her that so she can't lock it and hurt herself. Oh man, if the whole thing is, if that's what the whole thing is, I'd be so annoyed. If she yeah, made that too. whole thing up, I'd be angry. <laughs> I don't think they can. I, I mean, that's just, I that's think, just the worst way to end any I, show, isn't it? I don't it? think anybody would watch a second season if that was proven. No, I agree with that. Yeah. It would just kill the um, show. I think they will definitely have an angle here that will probably shock the shit out of you. I yeah. hope so. I hope yep. it's a thing that we haven't even mentioned yet. We'll be like, what the hell? Something just crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is that, is that everything, guys, you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's probably little details. There's so much make- more, yeah, but it's... But, yeah, I mean, there's... You could make this into, like, a college class if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) And even even after all of that, I'm still so torn between what I think happened. Me too. You know, I keep going back and forth. Like, there's... You can prove them both so equally. It's just... uh, (laughs) It's amazing, though. Yeah, all that in eight episodes. That's what the amazing part is. Yeah, there was lots of lots going on, wasn't there? Oh yeah, just just I would. Yeah, I would recommend if you haven't yet to watch it back. I've watched it twice, and you do see a little bit more when you watch it back because you know the main plot, so you're kind of paying attention to the smaller things, and there's a lot of them in it. So it is. It's. I'm I gonna, like that you can I'm watch gonna, it back. You know. I'm gonna end it with uh, the last question that was that was asked to um, Brit. Um, will we find out in season two what Elias was doing in Prairie's house, or what Steve was even doing at school on the day of the shooting when his parents had been about to send him off to military school? She laughed and she said, "Yes." And I love that you hit on exactly all the things. That's my favorite part. Yes. Those are all the threads that it would be very fun to continue, but you're going to have to wait and see. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. That's your giant teaser for season two. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought it would be the best way to end oh, the man. podcast. So at this point, I just want to say we hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you have watched it, if you have any other theories, tweet us. We'll have a laugh and joke on Twitter. And and, and I'm telling you, the threads will be long, man, with these two and maybe even Sean uh, jumping in there to talk about it. It'll just go on and on. So if you want to um, jump in with your theories, please feel feel free uh, to do that. And our Twitter handles are at joke. Con underscore Connors eighty one at Hefty Horse at Gags Tandon at On the Box Podcast. Feel free to do that. Thank you very much, Simon. Thank you, Joseph. Any Thanks, plugs Gags. from either Thanks, of you? Gags. The Legends Podcast, Anfield Index, Anfield Channel. Um, Gags was nice enough to let me take control of that. I've done three now. There'll be plenty more. Um, one should be out relatively soon. That's up to Gags. And I've written a lot for the AI Comic Pod. A lot, little bit less now because my son is finally sleeping through the night. So I need the rest when I can get it. And Simon, this is your first show. Well done. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And maybe the first of many because I know you're a TV fan. So yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Simon may be on a lot more on the boxes in the future. So I just want to say thank you very much for listening. There's so much more on the AIP channel. There'll be loads coming as well. Uh, keep listening. 
<laughs> keep supporting. We we do appreciate all the listens you give us, and uh, just give us some feedback. That's sort of the only way we can improve is by feed giving us feedback. Reply to our tweet of the show. Let us know what you thought, and uh, we will do our best to improve. Okay, thank you very much. See you next week. I'm going to figure out what we're going to do next week. See you next week on the box. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.